you can have some of that. I'm, I'm good, thanks. That'll, that'll fill your tummy real quick. Oh, no, I'm, it's really, I'm too old for that. It's really good for you, too. Uh, I'm not, but I don't need the well, sugar. Well, I already picked out all the stuff I liked. So Is that why the only... By the way, I gotta ask a question. Yeah. Did you used to actually just have cereal in there with no bag? <laughs> I just noticed that last time I was here. <laughs> yes, at one point there was cereal or pretzels So or I want something. this known that Alex brought us like a <laughs> box of candy in like a well, cereal it's a, it's a large box. container yeah yeah uh, it's a cereal fucking container. cereal container let's just keep moving yeah and down at the bottom is like a, an entire pile of crumbs of cereal mixed with if like i taste it candies. i can tell you what it is yeah, i'm sure you could probably fucking rice krispies <laughs> no, no, no it's too brown. much colors it's brown. yeah it's uh rotted multi, rice krispies multi-grain cheerios potentially so mm. oh. I mean, it's a problem that it's not rotting like, that's concerning to me. Because <laughs> so, at one point, whatever was in there, I might have put in my body. So <laughs> I actually love that shit. You can find, like, um, like McDonald's food around your house if you were ever, like, a slob. Yeah. And it'll be the exact same. The fry? Yeah, yeah, there. No, not just the fry, yeah, yeah. the fucking burgers. Yeah. I will tell you one story that I absolutely love. I still love about food. So I was living at my parents' house. We were young, probably in college, maybe, like, high school. Okay, cool. And... One of our friends, Rob and I's friend, old friends, Devin, oh, love him. came over to my house and we went into my room, play video games, right? As, as you want him to do. Mm-hmm. And he found this bowl that was left over of, uh, remember those like powdered white little mini donuts? Yes. <gasps> they were staples. I remember this. Sorry, continue. Okay. So he finds one of those. <laughs> yeah. And he goes like, sweet powdered donuts. These are awesome. And they look pristine, perfect. And they are awesome. Brand new. Yeah. yeah. Like these things have never been out. Like they were They've just. They've never been touched. They've never been touched. So he goes to grab the hot. There's like a pile inside a bowl. And he goes to grab the one top of the pile. And the whole bowl and all the donuts lift up with it. <laughs> the whole thing. The bowl and all. And he just goes, what? The fuck! I'm like, oh yeah, those have been there for probably a few months now. Wow! And so the way that, just for your knowledge, those donuts are not real. Like they are. They, they fused together. <laughs> some sort, yeah. Well, the sugars fused it all together, yeah, the but the rest of the donut didn't decay. It just froze solid because sugar. Because sugar. That's really yeah. fascinating. It's a preservative. Huh. That's really weird. Now, I remember in, uh, speaking of preserved food, I remember when I visited Japan when I was younger, it was customary, and I don't know if it still is, but at that time, it seemed like every restaurant, like, had a window with, like, a menu, and below the menu was actual, like, preserved versions of the dishes that they were right. serving. Right, oh. Yeah. It was the strangest thing. So, like, they would, you know, there'd be a bowl of noodles, but it was just, like, noodles with, like, a pair of chopsticks sticking out and, like, plastic poured over it or something. <laughs> yeah, I've really actually, strange. I've seen a couple of dishes like that a couple of different places. Yeah, it was world. really, really yeah. strange. But anyway, I digress. But this is Rona Geek Official Podcast, and this is an episode about what we are playing and or watching! What do we call it? Pow! Pow! Yeah, pow! That's right, we call it pow. We haven't done one of these yet in 2022. No, we have not. This is the first pow of 2022, and we're very excited to get this out. Um, we have some things to talk about. It's been a long time since we did the one, even maybe since November. It's been yeah. a long time. It's been a lot. Right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I have things to talk about. I played a game. Whoa! You'd be very proud of me. I yes, am. yeah, yeah. And then uh, and I watched a thing. Watched multiple things. One of them I can't remember, but one of them I do remember, and that one I'll mention quickly as well. So nice. I, I think it deserves a mention. But anyway, we can go ahead and get started with that, and we'll tell you what's going on in the world of gaming and movies and TV, and it won't necessarily be new. Rob is signaling something to me right now. Your name. He's saying oh, you're, my supposed name. To, you're supposed to your name and introduce it's, us with our names. I, I That's get, the system we have. Look at all of our episodes. This is true. I guess we should do an intro and we'll do it right here. Cut. <laughs> yes, this is Alex Austin with Ronan Geek Official Podcast. With us on the pod today, we have Iron Blooded Plebeian Adam. Oh, that's what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Just Rob. 
and just Rob. And uh, the way the reason why I did that is because I did like your intro you did on a recent episode. Where oh, I you... said, now we're going to do the intro. And then you did the intro right then. And you I liked was like that, yeah. eh? I, was like, I think that was dude. on the episode I published today. Yeah, that was a little bit of a mic drop. I like that a yeah. lot. So yeah, really, really smart editing on that one. Uh, today we're talking about playing and or watching. This can include games or TV or movies. Uh, who would like to go first? Just fucking get it over with. All right. Sounds like it's me. It's always. <laughs> we know it's not Rob because nice I'm the guy, hammer. Nice guys always he's come the, last. He's the hammer. I like that. I Sorry, like is that. the penis your hammer? Sure. I don't know if you get that reference. Come uh, on. I do. Of course. Captain Hammer. Yeah, there we go. Jesus. I, I fucking get, know. I, get that. I fucking can sing most of those songs. Really? Uh, yeah. And I'm not doing it for you. Ah. <laughs> uh, okay. First of all, Alex, that means that as playing or watching Robin, I both need to add in that you need to go look online YouTube mm-hmm. and watch Dr. Horrible sing. Oh, it's like okay, 40 okay. minutes yeah, yeah, on yeah. YouTube. Just fucking watch okay. it. Just it's got Neil Patrick Harris. It's got Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. I, I watched it. I don't recall Felicia if I was Day. sober for it or not. But don't yeah. have to be. Okay. But just watch it so that's like fresh <laughs> that's, in your yeah, memory. Yeah, it was like 2013. It was a oh, I it was love a the soundtrack. Yeah, that. great, great series. So not, not every song was amazing, but I liked it. True, true. <laughs> so I I don't want to talk about it fully, but I will say that I think I brought it up in a previous podcast that BattleTech grew to be my now most played game on Steam. Yes, two episodes ago you mentioned this. Yeah, yeah. Yes. so I'll put that to the side for another pal because that's not the one I want to talk about today. Because Rob actually saw me as we were coming in to record the podcast. He saw me finishing up an anime series. I think I also mentioned on a previous podcast I got into Gunpla. Okay, yeah. Which I've now done two of them. Which, by the way, that ASMR video, uh, awesome. You it's, did watch it's it? It's on our fucking... Yeah, of course I watched it. Like, the moment it was linked to me. Yeah, so... I was you, high as shit. I was waiting for that thing. Oh, uh, you, were, you were desperate for it? That's like, why I, I sent the message the way I did. I'm like, I've been lied to. <laughs> <laughs> so, there are ASMR videos of people editing their assembly of Gunpla. Yeah. And it's just so... It's ASMR, so it's just fulfilling. Yeah. And it what, just... What are, the, what are the sounds that it's, are It's ear porn. Just fucking... You go, we can't describe it to you. We really can't. Okay, I'll go and look it up then. You, oh, no. It's, it's on our Discord. Oh, it's it on is? our Discord. Join our Discord, everyone, and you can come and see <laughs> Alex, like join our Discord. I have, I've responded to things in the last <laughs> week. I've, I've responded to things on there even. But yeah, no. Uh, scroll up the general chat. You'll, yeah, because, see, a, uh, you'll see a thing. Strategist Shiroe, who's been on this very podcast uh, in the past, so he actually posted the image of that Epion gunplay. Yes. Because he probably heard me talking about it on the pod, and that's... Was he on the podcast? Yeah, he did a Final Fantasy episode with us. No, no, he did the bashing of Blizzard. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't like Blizzard. It was the Great Blizzard oh, okay. Meltdown. It was a Great Blizzard Meltdown. So we, you weren't around, and I'm like, I need someone who hates Blizzard. Oh, so you got him in? Yeah, and he, makes he, sense. He hates Blizzard because uh, he loves Final we, Fantasy. We promise him. He has high energy for things he hates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did promise him though to do an official Final Fantasy 14 episode. Oh so. yeah, 100. Yeah, no, yeah, if any, if anybody, just, he's he's 100. You don't need to do that. You don't need us. <laughs> You guys just oh. talk all about it, gush over it. And no, then, uh, you need somebody yeah. who doesn't know it, though, to, to comment. I, I don't know it. I don't know it at well, all. Well, there you go. All right, there you go. Sounds like you're the one. Yeah. And you play Final Fantasy, so you'd be prime I, candidate I've for it. I've played virtually every Final Fantasy but that one. <laughs> I even played <laughs> and 11. 11. Oh, you played 11? Yeah. Oh, nice. I love it. So I just good. didn't play 15. I loved 11. Oh, it was good. So that is not what I want to talk about, Battletech. I'll talk about that on a later oh, episode okay. at some point. What I do want to talk about is because of the whole gunpla thing, mm. I started to watch a series on Netflix, which is um, Mobile Suit Gundam, Iron-Blooded Orphans. Okay. Unfamiliar with this one. It is amazing. If you can watch one Gundam series. that So far, I've seen like snippets of every Gundam series. Mm-hmm. Not every one of them, but most of them. I've seen a bit of Unicorn. I do I've want seen... you to watch Zero Zero. Okay. I'll, I'll have to give that a shot. Um, but they've always been like 
oh, the child soldier is this hope and love and it's very hippie mentality. We're like, the love of being a Gundam and wanting freedom will grant you the next step and you will succeed. Uh, I don't know. You don't remember Wing very well. Clearly, I don't. <laughs> Half the time, the main characters try to kill themselves. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fair enough. How many times did Hero blow up this film fucking Gundam while he's standing on the fucking loading dock? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> But I, I, that's what I always think about when I think of Gundam. Whereas I watched this series and it starts off as basically, hi, you're a human slave. And because you're a child human slave, yeah. uh, nobody gives a shit about your life. So we're going to we're gonna do the super dangerous surgery that allow you to connect to robots. But like 80%, it's kind of like turning into a witcher. Yeah. It's kind of like the witcher thing where like, listen, you're a kid, you're an orphan. Nobody <laughs> loves you. So we're going to inject you with this this stuff. So something before it gets to human trials. That's what this is. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Pretty much. Society fully intends to throw you away. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So okay. there's like an 80% chance you're going to die from this. Nice. So this is like the orphans that are left over that succeeded yeah. at getting this trans. So what happens is a bunch of mercenary companies they will take these, they call them human debris. That's their name for these children because they're nothing. They're not humans. They're, they're debris. debris. <laughs> so they take them and what these mercenary companies do, these like private sector military companies, they will train the, the humans, the, the human debris, fuck them with their minds to teach them that like you are nothing without this military group, do the surgery on them so that they can control the robots yeah. and then send them out to war. Yeah. Right. To do, fulfill military contracts. Yeah. While this, you're following a group of these orphans that are having just this exact same thing happen to them, due to story circumstances, yeah. they basically free themselves from their captors by yeah. shooting them in the fucking face. Awesome. There's literally a scene where the main character, you're you're thinking, this is the main character that pilots the main Bar Barbados Gundam, you know, the one that's usually the hopeful, loving character yeah. that everyone <sighs> rallies behind. Okay, maybe I'm just. We, we watch totally different Gundam series. Clearly, <laughs> clearly, this like, like I think like loving. Uh, I think like the original like Mobile Suit Gundam with Amuro. Like, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Amuro Ray. Amuro yeah, Ray, Ray was a great yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. Everybody else is a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, okay. But like, you think Dolan Kashi is just an irritable fucking teen, <laughs> like right. in a in a man's body? That's really what he is. <laughs> maybe so. This one, they he basically the humans, the old captors, the old mercenary crew are all destroyed and there's only one squad left that are trying to retake control over these kids. Yeah. And so the kids end up taking control and at some moment they, they have the adults in the prison and they're like, hey, listen, here's what's going to happen. We're going to take over and you're either going to do what we say or you're going to die. And the human goes, fuck that. I'm not listening to you, human debris. You're nothing. You're slaves. And he goes, okay. Hey, dude. And he just fucking shoots him in the head right there. Just nice. bam. And then nice. that instantaneously spawns one of the other adults to get up and start charging the guy with the gun, bam. stupidly. Bam, bam, takes him down. He goes, not even thinking. He goes, okay, no problem. And then a later scene in that same early stages of the scene, this commander tries to be noble. He's like, I'm going to challenge the children, the best of the child, best of the children, the the one who part uh, who pilots uh, Barbados, the, yeah, main yeah, Gundam. the main Gundam. Yeah. Um, and he ends up losing the fight. It was a one-on-one -on -one challenge, you know, to, you know, face the, the combat. And at the end, the guy goes, I can't go back. You know, I, I came here knowing I either succeeded or died. That's the only choice I have. But I can't kill myself, so you're going to have to kill me. And the human kind of gets out of his cockpit because they're talking to each other, you know, mech on mech. And yeah, they're yeah. through each other's cockpit. And he just goes, kind of looks at him, considers it for a moment, goes, okay. And then just fucking shoots him. No thought. No feeling. Not once in this entire series. Wow. It would have been so much better if he sent him back. 
Oh, it would have been. No, he just, he, he's a simple creature. You told no, me to fair, kill you. Fair enough. I'm a warrior. I kill you. That's as simple yeah. as that. Fair enough. He's not a complex I, human. I still think it would be better to send him back. It would have been pretty Because brutal. that's like, it's like a, doesn't matter what you think. You are now debris. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It's, that's not the way this character takes it. He's fair a very enough. simple, one track yeah, minded sure. kind of guy. And what really sold me the moment I knew I was sold on the series. And this is one mini story arc that occurs. So these now kind of human debris orphaned children make their own company. They rename it, take over the assets of the existing company and start off in the world, trying to make their way in the world. Never. I will tell you the end of the story plot is not good. Hmm. The entire series that everyone keeps telling them, all the adults keep telling them the path you're on will lead you to destruction. Mm-hmm. You are not going to come out of this the way you want. Yeah, that's exactly how it ends. Okay, cool. <laughs> it does awesome. not end with a happy ending, as far is, as I is it. Is it a one season Gundam series or it's two uh, seasons? Two. Okay, yeah. cool. So it's about uh, fifty episodes in total. Okay, yeah, cool. most of them now are down to uh, only like a couple se- seasons. They're not. Yeah, yeah. They don't try and do like a long run. Well, I, I could appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, they tell a good small story. They they have have a, Gundam yes. has always kind of been like that. So, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. even like Wing was only two seasons. So. Yeah, that's was true. it really? Was yeah. that short? I think it was yeah, just it too long. Yeah. I remember Wing being super long. Uh, uh, no, I think like I always conflate it with Macross, and Macross was long. Yeah, well, Macross um, was crazy. Wing did get a badass movie though. Uh, Endless so, Waltz. Yeah. yeah, Endless Waltz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was fun. So one story plot that sold me was about halfway through the first season that I went, "Yep, I fucking love this series." Yeah, was and I'm spoiling the story arc for anyone who's listening. I don't care, but oh. you need to. One of these human debris characters, the way he got into slavery was basically he had a younger himself, a younger brother, and two parents. Yeah. His family was abducted and all split up. So his parents were abducted, taken somewhere else to be turned into human slaves. Yeah. And there's a great scene that they play off where he's telling the story to yeah. it, you know, in the current day form. He's, he's telling the story. It's a recap of his brother being taken away from him. You know, they got the yeah. classic arms reaching each other. Right. No! And they're, yeah. they're being pulled, pulled apart. apart. Yeah. And he's telling the story. But he's not Magneto, so. He's not Magneto, yeah, so it doesn't help. <laughs> so eventually in that same episode, as they're telling the story and that at the beginning of the episode, in that same episode, he meets his brother because oh. they end up going to fight another mercenary crew. And that crew has And that brother. crew has human uh debris. human debris fighting. Yeah. So they're fighting against human debris and they do it in the entire series. They're like, How could you do that? You're fighting against people like you. They're like, I don't give a shit. Either they kill me or I kill them. I don't have a choice. Yeah. And this is the one time where they're like, we're going to make a different choice. We're going to try and save this guy's brother. It goes badly. <laughs> it goes horribly. Yeah. So they spend this whole effort to make it happen. A bunch of people die in the process. And there's a moment where he he's having to talk. They, they set up the fight so that the fighting can happen elsewhere. And these two brothers can have a moment. They're each in their own Gundam, you know, kind of hugging each other. Not hugging, but like they're, they're you know, yeah. in, you know, grab grappling in combat. And he used that to try and talk to him. Right. And they are talking. And at some point he goes, I, I gave up on trying to find you. You know, I found a family. Come join my family. I found happiness. And at first they're playing the hopeful music. Like, yeah. he's going to join them. And he's starting to cry wellness with happiness. And then the brothers goes, hold on. Wait the fuck on. I've been waiting for a decade for you to come and save me. And you're telling me that for the last, I don't know how many years, you've been happy? And not coming to save me? Yeah. You're a fucking dick. Yeah. You're terrible. Yeah. And so he just loses his mind. The brother loses his mind. Makes sense. Um, and so they start battling it out. Long story short is the brother ends up, the younger brother, 
ends up in a position where he's getting crushed inside the mech. Something crushes him. So the brother jumps out of the mech, goes to, you know, save his brother outside of the suits, outside yeah. of the, the mechas. And he's reaching inside of his brother's mech in the exact same way scene the way as the flashback where he's like, no. Yeah. And the brother dies. And uh, I just went, holy shit. Like, this is not go the way you thought. This is the first time right. the, the series really went down. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, this is not what you think it is. Yeah. This is a dark fucking show. People do not win in this show. Yeah. You take one step forward, two steps back the whole time. And it's, it's so great. dark. It's great. I love it. They have fights where there's no meaning for the fight. They just fight because someone tells them to. Yeah. And they realize too late that it's, yeah. you know, they're fighting a meaningless war. Yeah. It's great. Nice. It is so dark. Huh. It is so great. I Every character evolves, grows. It's very Games of Thrones where people, oh, he's a main character. He's got plot armor. <laughs> no, he's got plot defective armor. He's going to die. I guarantee it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, huh. Impressive. I, I, I've never been so happy with an anime that surprised me so much. So I'm I actually am interested to see when it's you do when you do go through zero zero because the main character of that is also a child soldier. Yeah. But like from like the Middle East. Oh nice. Where they're like running around with AKs against Gundams. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh but I mean, uh so like you you get a lot of what Iron Blood Orphans uh definitely came from certain aspects of Zero Zero. Okay. I've watched the beginning of Iron-Blooded Orphans, um, and it definitely feels that way to me. They are totally different stories, but I mean, like, there are certain aspects that are shared, and I mean... Well, the child always, fighter is a very common theme among Gundam. the Gundams, yeah. Yeah, but also, like, and it all, I guess there's also a theme across a lot of the Gundams, is like, the whole, like, war is not... Nobody wins in war. Yeah. And that's very much what that is, too, and it kind of points out a lot of hypocrisies of, like, if you're fighting to stop a war, yes. you're still fighting... Yes. Like, so like you're not necessarily doing things and, and you start to realize really quick, and I'm just going to leave it at this and we can move on. But in zero zero, whenever they start to escalate in order to cut off like the head of the snake in order to like get people to stop fighting. Yes. By doing it, everybody else ups their game. Yes. And so it just because and they piss off someone escalation. else that ends up coming back as a bigger or, or they or they try and capture them because yes. they're like new tech sweet. <laughs> yeah, that's totally true. In this one, they had a great thing where in season one, they successfully semi-successfully ran a revolution yeah um and so in season two there's another character that's trying to utilize that mm -hmm. and so that's where they're fighting a lot of empty battles yeah because they think it's in the name of revolution and change and growing that's, themselves but it's just someone using them yeah and the guy's spouting revolution but he's a he's a oh. soulless dick okay there's a character then in zero zero who is like a pmc leader who you find out really quickly is the character who trained like the child soldiers to oh, go no. die and his whole thing was he would like he would play a recording of him like announcing on the battlefield like oh this is like a holy war you're fighting for god oh. but he's like he's a pmc guy he doesn't give a fuck so he would just play it and it's the yeah. same speech every time he doesn't believe it he just knows it works yeah exactly oh that's awesome oh it's a great character <laughs> all right so it sounds like i need to watch zero zero yeah oh that's great so yeah that's what i've done i just finished the series uh unfortunately doing one gunpla has now I Unlock dipped my this. toe in and now it's like up to my chest and my nipples. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Too much Gundam. <laughs> Welcome to the team. <laughs> yeah. It is definitely Rob's wheelhouse. It giant, is. Any, any yeah. giant robots kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, apparently I've been doing a lot of giant robots because I've done Name and Ex Machina, Battletech, and now this. So. I want to do um a, like a, like not Gunpla obviously, but like a Gurren Logon. 
uh, full piece of it. Mm. That would be fun. Like a like a gun plug or a log on. Yeah, that'd be pretty funny. Yeah, pretty I've got sweet. a I've got a fet one to do, and I can't find my Tallgeist one. I did find a Zaku though. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I have an old Zaku that I'm going to do. At some Which point. one's Zaku? Zaku's are mm. from Seep. Same thing as yours. Uh, they are um like the shitty antagonist general the mook fucks yes yeah. the villain mook fucks. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah okay okay yeah got it the i don't, I don't remember which mass with a single blast like, yeah, the yeah no yeah. but you, you know them though they're like the stocky ones with like the one eye yeah the, the villains the are always the the new the mook fuck ones always just have one like, eye the zakus are green and red aren't they yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i know the ones yeah. you're talking about i don't, I don't remember you as they're soon as you see it you're like you're like oh this is like everything else it's like yeah but like they're they're fun so that's cool so yeah zaku in japanese just means piece of shit robot (laughs) (laughs) i would not even be surprised (laughs) they're called different things in the different ones but that's is what i know them as speaking of things that are awesome in japan (laughs) so uh yeah so persona popular series now it's coming to the mainstream yeah right so uh, I always thought it was kind of mainstream, but go on. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely well. At least in the West, it's become very mainstream since Persona Five, right? Yeah. However, in the background, there's been another series running just as long, ish, ish. Yeah, and and that's the the sort of classical Shin Megami Tensei game right, series, yes. right? And which, which uh, you've mentioned a couple times, yeah. Yeah, I've mentioned a couple times. So I, I've sat on a copy of Shin Megami Tensei Five, which came out in August or September last year, and I was sitting on a copy of it for a while, uh, sort of awaiting to, to start it. And I finally uh, had a chance to get into it. And you got it. You got to fucking love it, man. You got to love this game because I'll tell you this: when it comes to an SMT mainline game, they really, really, really stick to their guns on this. Right? This is like an over, like Persona. To my understanding, is very air quotes down to earth it's about the character but shin megami tensai it's very like galactic like not galactic but like very divine level it's beyond the human yeah so persona definitely focuses on the character development of the characters that you play in the game which ultimately they do a great job at so i don't, yeah. I don't know of many rpgs that do but it's better more job. of a down to earth individual human story yeah and it's a relatable story right not so with shin megami tensei mainline <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so in this game uh as one can imagine uh it's asking the big questions for one um is god good or bad two am am i god three is is my girlfriend god four my girlfriend is not god but she died she came back i think she's god (laughs) five five do i have to kill god it takes place six there's a bunch of other gods who think they should be the next god should i be the god instead of them seven are they gonna kill me to become god who's gonna be the last god standing Right, these are the questions that it, they beg to ask oh, in, in mainline Shin Megami Tensei games, and to that end, through it a is, Pokemon mechanic. Yeah, <laughs> am I God? Am I the Pokemon God? But but instead of Pokemon, you're like directing ancient Babylon, like Babylonian Indian. Like, dude, you have like you got Ganesh, you got Vishnu, you got you got <laughs> your uh, you got your uh, Abdiel, you got your. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Just I'm clearly the god of gods because I'm making other gods my bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm it, capturing them on my Pokeballs. And then you got the one, I can't remember what its name is offhand, but it shows up in every one of these games, including Persona. It looks like a big dick. I can't remember what that one's called. <laughs> so you got that one, right? It's just the developer's dick. Yeah, yeah. It's just a, it's just a picture of the developer's dick. And they do this every <laughs> single game, right? And uh, including the Persona series. Um, so I, I can tell you at this point, you know, I've played a lot of these games over the years and not, not just the mainline series, obviously the Persona games as well. Also some of the offshoots that were on the original Nintendo DS. Yes. Um, I, I've just, I played so many. Um, so this is a huge sweeping RPG. This could really take 
from from a story perspective, you could complete the story probably in like forty hours. But but, but I'm amazed by that. Yeah, but you could actually do the full collection and unlocking of every character probably within like 120 hours. I'm amazed because, to my understanding, even Persona is like a hundred hours just to complete the base. Persona Five. Oh, Persona like- games are they're they're the most sweeping, most big. They're they're insanely huge. But this is not a game that really depends on like dungeons in a classical sense. Interesting. So the the dungeons in this in these games are typically larger, wide open areas. In the older Persona games, there I'm sorry, in the older SMT games like uh, three, like Nocturne, yep. uh, and number one and two, they do have more dungeon like elements. But in this one, it's fairly open, like just it's it's very very open, and each area is a huge open area. Interesting. So you're sort of navigating these larger open areas, and you kind of dwell in those areas for a particular. So if of you time. knew the direct beeline you had to make, you could cut down the time. No, no, because along the way, there's like bosses that you have to beat to get into like oh. the next portion and things like that, right? And there's a lot of like triggered events that happen as you go through from a from a very fundamental perspective this is a classic shin megami tensei game you're collecting monsters you're fusing monsters you're making bigger better monsters and in that sense i i knew what i was in for okay what happens if you combine uh i don't know let's say buddha with um vishna you're gonna get uh you're gonna get nekomata and she's a hot cat girl <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I would have expected a fat dude with eight arms. So that yeah, that with would be... cat ears. With cat ears. <laughs> Not as sexy. And whenever you summon him, he just goes, nyah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's it's a really quirky game too. You can you can, you know, much like Persona 5, you can try to convince the demons to join you to sign up and come along with you on, on your quest, right? Uh however, in this, instead of other human characters being your side partners in in in, in battle. It is the other demons themselves, right? So that in that, it's very different from the Persona series, where mainly human characters and sometimes cats uh, take on <laughs> take on the party. Morgan, roles, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking at you, Morgan. So we're Teddy from like Persona Four, right? Like a guy in like a bear costume for whatever reason, like a <laughs> large egg shaped bear costume. So yeah, I ended up getting the. There's extra unlocks you can purchase for this game that get you access to what's called Miitama. And if you've ever played these games before, you know exactly what a Miitama is. I don't have to explain it to you, but anyway. You should it, explain it to me. It's So they're basically like characters that you can defeat that give you like an added bonus, like extra XP, extra Got loot, it. extra, extra character experience. full character bonuses, not like an, an extra monster. Yeah, and you, you could turn the prevalence of them up and down in, in the game settings menu. But I knew that I didn't want to be into this game for 100 hours, so I just went ahead and turned them all on. And, uh, and I got my main character within 40 hours all the way up to, like, level 99. Yeah. So I could pretty much fuse anything I want to. And now I'm just going through the process of just collecting, fusing, looting, collecting, fusing, looting, and going through the rest of the story. And uh, it'll probably end up taking me in the neighborhood of 50 hours to unlock everything. Uh, so it pretty, pretty much cuts the game in, in, in half. It sounds like it's going to take pretty good considering it's, you know, one of those everything RPGs. Yeah. That you and I did, about. I did the first 20 hours or so, just, just normal ad hoc, just kind of going for it. Right. But then I realized even on casual that, holy shit, the grind in that game was going to take oh. a really, 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 really painfully long time. Like, and I like grinding in games, but this is like next level grind. It's too far. Cause you, in one area you have like an enemy that is like the max XP you can earn for that whole area. And you know that defeat the boss, this level 26 boss, you realistically need to be like level 26 or 27, but you're level 24. And you you, you count it out and you divide and you find out, oh, I have to kill like 300 of these things. Oh, my God. And once I did that, I'm like, um... 
Not really in for that, so that's when I just went and oh. locked the Miyatama. So there's probably a game balance issue somewhere in there, but I don't know and I don't care. The problem with the grind of most games that I find is I the grinding of a game is designed to teach you a mechanic so you repeat it enough yeah. that you master it. Yep. Or at least become good enough yeah. at it. And, it's a refinement process. Oh, it's a refinement process. So you practice, you practice. And I think that's why a lot of people like Dark Souls is yeah. because you grind against the skelly monsters so often that at the start you fight them and they kick your ass and then yep. they just disappear and then they get yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at some point um you it, it kind of becomes like you're like a god against them yeah where you walk up and they go they swing at you and it's that japanese like nani and you're already yeah, behind yeah, yeah, yeah. them with the flashy red eyes going nothing yeah, and you just stab him in the head and you walk away yeah. like you because you've mastered it right yeah, yeah and it doesn't take that much time whereas that's the problem i have with a lot of jrpgs yeah. <laughs> where they stop and they're like nani and you're just like <laughs> <laughs> you got the red flash across yeah, the yeah, eye yeah. like like i have dominated you i'm so fast you can't even see me but i find that jrpgs they sometimes make you grind for longer than you've mastered it yeah yeah you're like, okay, I get the reference. I get that I, I, I this is the technique well, and, you're trying to teach And me. that was the thing is I figured out, early on, I figured out the techniques that worked for me best at that point with the characters that I had unlocked. So, for instance, I was doing a lot of, like, poisoning. And then I had stat bonuses for poison attacks on certain characters that I was playing oh, with okay. as well. However, even those weren't strong enough to kind of get me over the hump on the grind, right? So, it was Oof. just... It was just a lot. It was just a lot. So anyway, I ended up just doing the Miitama unlock. So like four bucks a pop. And I'm glad I did it. Because honestly, I've, I've loved the game since then. And going through and unlocking all the characters was a lot of fun as well. That's really upsetting to me that it's like you have to pay money to enjoy the game. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I think for a lot of people, it might be their first SMT mainline game. In which case, they're, they're probably just going to pour in the time because they're still learning it, right? So like I said, the, the thing that you unlock, the Miitama, you would only know what the fuck they are if you went to the internet and looked it up. Yeah. Or if you've played another Shin Megami Tensei. I think that's almost upsetting because you know that there's people people like me who would start playing this game because you know it's been suggested yeah. that Shin Megami mm -hmm. Tensei games are awesome I start playing it immediately hit that hump of grind yeah and go I'm fucking done with this and then a month or two later I'd bring it back up to you and be like oh Adam did you not get this DLC thing that yeah, just yeah. makes it okay for you yeah I go what the actual fuck yeah <laughs> and you could also just like do one of the DLCs you could do just the one that gives you more loot you know yeah. what I mean and that gives you a leg up you know what I mean so you could you could play it any number of ways but yeah there was also like a collector's edition of the game that came out that already had all that past kind of stuff included with it I just got the yeah that should not have been game. a DLC that should have been built into the game yeah. I'm sorry that yeah. pisses me off well it, in so they came out with uh, Nocturne earlier in 2021. So like the supreme version Is of Nocturne it for Nintendo Switch. No, it was 2007 or eight. That makes more sense. It was a long ass time. So it was ago. like a, a re-edition, a re yeah, a, re yeah. a report. No, actually, it was before that. It was 2004 or five. So it was PS2 era. And uh, with Nocturne, they actually included a DLC in that. That once you passed a certain point in the story, you got access to an area that was all Miitama. Right, that like that's sense. so. So they have started to kind of include more of that in the game. So I think they're aware that like it's super duper grindy, <laughs> and uh, and sort of sort of put yeah. that in there. That, that's not an acceptable then, thing. Anymore. Well, the thing is, like, yeah, it used to be acceptable when we didn't have a lot of different games to play. Yeah, yeah. But now we do. So like, your time is money. If you're not going to make a satisfying story for me, you can go fuck yourself. Or you either have to have... Or treat my time with respect. How about that? Yeah. I think video games nowadays, you have two options. Some people do some people do them combined. But you have either a great story yeah. with great characters, where it's just really an interactive movie. Yeah. Or you have great mechanic. Yeah. Some A lot of indie games go with really great mechanics or a really great story. They can only afford one or yeah. the other. Yeah. 
Um, now there are some games that do a great of combining those, but those are f- so few and far between. Right. Yeah. That you know, a game where you have this much grind, like it clearly has a great story, but has a bad mechanic, and that's just not accepted acceptable anymore. Yep. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, I would recommend it for hardcore JRPG players or people who are into Persona. Very different from Persona, so don't go into it expecting a Persona. Okay. But uh, there's still good character development in it for the characters. Why is it so have. different from Persona? Mechanically or story plot? And do you Both. have do you have a Persona in Persona? <laughs> Persona. What? Uh, some of them do, I guess. Really? Well, like in Persona Five, there's like uh, like the main the blonde girl, but she she puts on her her panther suit. Yeah, the panther suit. She's got like little cat ears, but then there's also a cat. Yeah, Mor- she's uh, Morgan or whatever Morgan. Name. She's totally the uh, the jerk off character. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, I I feel bad for her because they they treat her very well because it it feels really weird because they have this character where you're introduced because she's basically abused by the coach. Yeah, by her like what is it swim coach? Yeah, it's it's the first it's the first dungeon story you go through because in each in the Persona games each dungeon is tied to a particular story event. Yeah, and mm-hmm. this character that you interact with is basically the coach is kind of taking secret pictures of her of the swim students this male coach. But but it, but it's because kind of he's those. been possessed by a demon. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and this character is kind of sexually abused and she's kind of got this self-empowerment where she doesn't feel empowered and because of what you do in the dungeon, she gains power over herself and got confidence it. in herself. Yeah. And she ends up wearing like a sexy leopard, like leather, like, like, yeah. outfit. I'm like, this is so weird, but I guess it's self-sexual empowerment. Okay, sure. Have at it. Yeah. yeah. It's clearly like there are two things have happened and then people have found a way to marry those things without getting offended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it could be something quirky, you know what I mean? But I'll tell you in in, in the mainline Shin Megami Tensei games, there's nothing quirky. There's no quirkiness. It is devoid of quirky. <laughs> so get ready for a very straightforward like quest to fuse yourself a Satan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what I love about the Shin I Megami Tensei series. I do that shit in Pathfinder already. <laughs> I know. I, that's what I love about the Shin Megami Tensei series is Persona's like, how will I grow up as an individual and become a better person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Shin Megami Tensei is like, what is the cosmos? Am I the cosmos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> am I Satan or am I God? It's on Gurren Lagann levels. It, honestly, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely true. I love the juxtapose with something like Pokemon where you're like, oh, my Pikachu's going to level up into a Raichu or like a Surfboard. <laughs> or whatever and then it is it's just like my satan has two dicks <laughs> that's the difference man that's they fuck you in different realities <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> half my team is made up of demons with titties <laughs> it's definitely more shimming on me tensei totally so, anyway so yeah I, I lay that to rest but great game i definitely recommend it for the hardcore rpg fans out there definitely grindy though so heads up and then the second thing just a quick mention here uh, I want to talk about Karate Kid Season 4. Right. Again, this show is back, and they've given me yet another great season. I'm amazed at how it's back. I really, truly am. Yeah. I think it really jumped the shark a little while ago. Oh, but I- absolutely it jumped the shark a while ago. To For us to believe that half of L.A. is completely consumed by this <laughs> high school karate rivalry is ridiculous. It's absolutely nuts, but... They do a great job hamming it up. They do, and I think the thing is, is when they first started with the season, with the series, they started with a "We're going to take this series. It's going to be a grown-up series where you know people talk out their problems." Yep. And then they quickly realized that that doesn't work out. Nope. You can't have these adults talking about and these students fight all the time if yeah. they're adults, because adults would just be like, "We're not going to do that, right? We're just not going to fight, like because we're adults." Yeah. yeah. And it turns out that doesn't work out. So they really... So um, like real adults then. So like real adults, yeah. But they leaned in now on um, like the 80s camp. So now they fight for fighting's sake. And people have emotional problems that they can't quite control. Yeah, yeah. And there's communication problems that don't quite make sense. 
but they need to in order for a fight to happen. Now, yeah. one thing they did really effectively in this, though, was the rivalries that the old guys have with one another has now definitely spilled into the way that they're manipulating the kids, right? Yeah. To kind of achieve their own ends. And the kids sort of became aware of that in this season. That's what really drives the plot forward, yes. right? So because they start to come into their own as young adults, right? Whereas the old guys are just a bunch of fuckheads drinking and trying to fucking fight each other all the time. But they do bring back uh, the character Terry Silver in this. Yeah. So he was the antagonist from Karate Kid 3 along with, uh, uh, what's his fucking, uh, John Kreese. Kreese yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy who plays him, I can't remember his name offhand. He's so fucking good. He's good. He's real good. Where has he been? I don't know if he's done anything else since Karate I, Kid 3. I don't know, but he's he's a great blown away. one-upmanship of the villain. They, they didn't deal with the previous villain, which is John Kreese. Mm-hmm. And then they bring in, he tries to bring in this other And they did a sidekick. good job developing him, honestly. They did a great yeah. job. They brought him back in to be like, hey, this villain needs a sidekick villain yeah. to help challenge the two good guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because they've teamed up by that point. And right? cliche is exactly as you would plan. They can't work together. They, they, yeah. they show that they do mm-hmm. until the last minute. You know, Cobra Works Kai things flip, yeah. flip, yeah. and yeah, yeah. the sidekick becomes the leader because what happens when you have an uh, evil the master now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's cliche Sith. Like it's yeah. very much Sith versus Jedi. Yeah, yeah. And I, I absolutely love that character. And the way he did it, the way he was clever about it, interesting. He was a big time business owner, so yeah. he's clearly got this business mentality of like mm-hmm. secrecy and diplomacy and doing the right yeah. thing at the right time. Yeah, it's gorgeous and and there's some twists set up in the back part of this the, like the very last couple episodes that are that were really smart like i was really surprised they did it the way they did and, and it's exactly and, what you'd expect those characters to do yeah absolutely so anyway yeah terry silver comes back definitely one of like the sort of you know the karate kid 3 was probably the least love out of the original trilogy i would say yeah uh but but i think i think he does the character terry silver a lot of justice well i think the they season. also brought back the um i forget the, the death the death battle guy that he learns uh, chosen R- Russo learns uh is that his name well that was in season three yeah so chosen comes back was that in season, season three? three yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, I, and then and I then and then four. uh tip tip of the hat for the future as well we'll just say that we'll yeah. just leave it there for chosen but uh anyway yeah fucking fucking brilliant show they did it again very much enjoyable i think it's 10 episodes i uh, struggled with it but i still kind of enjoyed it i didn't struggle at all i thoroughly enjoyed every episode and the action's getting better as the series progresses too like some of the fights are getting to be better faster you know definitely the the actual tournament bouts in this season yeah. were, were quite good i thought actually they were they were somewhat realistic still just slightly over the top like <laughs> I, I don't know if i've ever seen a real karate tournament where these guys are coming in just doing these flips all over the place and then at no. one point like the two guys in the final remove their geese so their muscular chests are showing or whatever like every martial arts tournament i've seen in real life turns into just men just flat slapping each other yeah, 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 yeah. in some weird wrestling that makes no sense like all their skill goes to shit because they don't actually well, it's, it's very much about uh, about them trying to like goad one another into being the first to attack so yeah. then they can you know counter them so which i guess is probably easier but anyway uh very cool series lots of references to blood sport in this season so <laughs> yeah go, get, get, watch blood sport as a, as a prereq but uh definitely recommend it it was good watch yeah, it on netflix it was all right yeah, yeah yeah so anyway that's it that's it for mine man rob bring us home how much do you want me to blow adam's mind I want you to blow it hard. I want this guy's face to melt right off of his skull because you've blown it so hard. You got like, like Lost Ark you gotta, style? You got to pay attention to this then. Otherwise, this is not going to work. Okay. So okay. so Lost Ark type face melting we're talking about? Yeah. yeah. So, I've, so <laughs> yes. I've, been, I've been playing Hunt Showdown. Oh, yeah. fuck. Right off. And uh, it's been actually a lot of fun. Yeah. Playing with friends. We got it on sale and whatnot. So that was that was actually really cool. It was a lot of fun to go back and play that. 
Uh, also been playing, uh, like I said, I was going to talk about at least two things. Uh, Project Zomboid, which recently got a new build. Not that recently. Project Zomboid? Zomboid. Zomboid. Yeah, I saw Day9 playing that. I had never yeah. watched it, though. Really? I never. Okay, I've so never it's like it it's probably the closest thing to an actual sur- zombie survival game where you actually actually like, you know, get shit together to survive and like barricade windows and stuff. Okay, I gotta ask. But it's an open what map. kind of zombies. Describe there, the movies, right? The, the, there's different kinds think of zombies. A little bit faster than Walking Dead. Okay. Yeah, but you can actually bring them down to Walking Dead speeds. It's it's mutable. Like there's everything's moddable. Yeah, we're not we're not talking super fast zombies. They can they'll dash at the last human entrance. speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. They're not they're not rage zombies from like twenty eight days later or something. Yeah, like that. exactly. Yeah. No, they are like shamblers. Okay. Um, and your character starts off with like really shitty skills because there's a huge RPG like skill tier. Nice. Um, so like when you first start off, when you're hitting them, like you'll make contact if you make contact, but like how much damage do you actually do? How well do you actually hit over them? the shoulder or first person? Top down. Oh. So it's, more like a Diablo. Yes. Okay. But very well done. Multiplayer is phenomenal in it. Interesting. Um, and there's even PvP servers. Not that I recommend you go that way. But like you can do everything from like, you know, just moving from house to house, get a car up and running, which cars all have their own independent parts. So is your character leveling up per server? Yes. Wow. Damn it. But I mean, usually you just find a server to play on. Yeah. And you just stick with or it. Or you just play single player. Yeah. That sucks. Continue. It's actually not as bad as you think. It's it's different because the, here's the thing is whenever you start the game, it says the first thing on the screen says, this is how you died. Oh, nice. Because oh. the whole idea of the game is you will die. Oh, I hate It's that. just a matter of oh. when will you die. Oh, I don't like that. I just, spoiler alert for the next Digital Love episode, I'm playing Don't Starve. Yeah. And it's painful no. to know that you will inevitably die, that there is no victory. Um, there is only better defeat. The, the thing is like, you can get to a point though in Zomboy where you're like, I have beaten it. Okay. There's a clearly a point where you've made it, and if you get there, you'll know. Okay. It is not a. There's no achievement that comes up on your screen. You just get to a certain point in the game where you're like, "I've mastered this." Okay. And then you're done. All right. It's like it's very much like that. So kind of like a set your own thing. But uh, yeah, no. The, actually, the P the pal that I want to talk about today is I actually watched all of Avatar. Okay, which one? The Last Airbender. No. Well, just Last Airbender or Last Airbender and Korra. Not Korra. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I I, can, I will accept this. Damn. Watch Face melting. <laughs> yeah. Damn, dude. How'd you? What, Damn. How'd, did you Garbage. Enjoy it? Terrible fucking show. I don't believe that at all. <laughs> Shit animation. I can tell by the by your face you do not believe that. No, I loved it. It was great. <laughs> I already, I but I told you that all the you time. Did. I was like, I already know I'm gonna like this. I just never watched it because it was like I was memeing on you the whole time. <laughs> Uh, but eventually I got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this. Uh, essentially, um, another friend who's not you recommended it to me. So en- Enough yeah. people piled together? <laughs> That's really what it was. Quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it was, uh, it just, uh, it was time. I was just ready to watch it. So I was just like, okay, I've got nothing else to watch. I'm going to watch this. Because nice. I wanted something to enjoy. Yep, yep. Like something that I could like sit down and like watch and like laugh at. Yeah. And not like, yeah. no yeah. like heavy taxation on my fucking mind. So... When good. you eventually get to it, the challenge is, do you like Korra more or less? And the problem is, is Avatar is a very straightforward. There's clearly a villain yeah. set up in season one. Yeah. And it's just a journey to beat that villain. Right. right. Um, and there's great character arcs and story plot throughout. Yep. But Korra is more about villain of the week, villain of each season. Yeah. And what they do is each villain um, sort of is a philosophy in and of himself. They embody a philosophy or an idea mm-hmm. of kind of like the idea is, is it worth it to beat someone 
even though beating them would make you the thing that they want you to be, which right. is the villain. So. What I what I heard for Korra, and correct me if I'm wrong, but is that she already has a pretty good handle on the elements, but it's just that her she herself, the mentality, is not there. Whereas Aang started off like he's like a monk. Yeah, he has that mentality. He's young, sure, but for my understanding is for her, it's kind of the other way around, where yeah. she has elementary like elements, but since she did not get raised that way or at least to my understanding, is that she did not develop really emotionally. That is a fantastic way of talking about it. Whereas the villains of Avatar The Last Airbender is about mastering the different elements and the different philosophies of the elements. This one is more about mastering the different parts of your own feelings and who you are as an individual. And her ideology, what makes her... what. Who she is, like we already know who Avatar is as an Avatar. Mm-hmm. Aang is as an Avatar. His ideologies as an right. Avatar. Whereas this one, it's building who she is going to be as an Avatar. We're we're not sure who, what kind of Avatar she will be, what kind of right. leader she will be. We're building into that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a very good way of putting it, I think. Actually, yeah. okay, yeah. cool. Um, so it depends on how you like that, like what you want out of it, the series. So here's the thing: I'm going to go into it um, as unbiasedly as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been told a lot of things um where people do not agree with the with Cora. Mm-hmm. yep um and yeah. their arguments were very solid at the time uh but having watched avatar there are certain things that i already don't agree with yes so i don't i don't hold any of what they said in my mind as like this is something that i need to focus on yeah it's more of a i need to find out for myself now yeah, and if you don't agree with like her decisions or how she came to a philosophy, mm-hmm. that's totally fair. She's a character. That's that fine. You are not yeah, that character. Exactly. Yeah. She's allowed to come to her own decision. If that's their argument, fine. I totally understand that, but that's not the way it works. From but, my under, from the arguments that were made, were that it was a lot of it was inconsistencies in the lore. That makes sense. I can see that. Um, there were, and there were some pretty good arguments based off the evidence that they gave me. So I'm gonna go back, okay. and I know who the person is on YouTube that did the review. So I, I'm gonna. Go back after I watch Korra. And oh, watch you gotta her? show me that. Well, yeah, and I've been planning on it, so okay. I'm gonna wait till after I've watched Korra too. Got it. Got and it. then I was gonna sit down with you and watch that. That makes sense. Uh, so, so, but how did you like the Last Airbender? Like, tell me some yeah. things you like. Okay, so in. started off a little slow. Oh yeah. Um, and I think that that's kind of like universal. Like, I think most everyone agrees. Like the first half of the first season, especially it's rough, is rough. The tail end of the first season is a little better, and I agree. But then it kind of comes into its own in second season. Yeah. And then from there on in, uh, becomes pretty good. It grows and grows. Um, so, but they, they laid a solid foundation. If they didn't, if season one did not play out the way that it did, the rest of the seasons would not be able to fly. Yeah, you're right. Um, you needed that foundation. So, and yeah. I thought that was pretty good. What was your favorite? Uh, one of the things that I absolutely adored about Avatar is, it came around a time where animations were generally a lot of anime or simple animations. Yep. Even in Western, didn't care about their animations. Yeah. Where I felt the series did a very good job of animating and they showed their budget where they needed to, which is good action sequences. Yes. What do you, was there an action sequence that you that you enjoyed? Like that was just a visual delight or an emotional delight? That's a not easy question because there were actually a couple of them. That makes sense. Uh, I think the one that I felt the most visceral joy coming out of the characters was actually when they're first in the Earth Kingdom. 
Yeah, oh, it's when one. they're going up and down the slides. Um, Boomy. Yeah, where Boom. Where that you was a, Boomy. Yeah, considered one of the best episodes. Is it really? Yeah, well, I, I agree. think that's the one where they introduced the Cabbage Man too. Yep, yep. The cabbage. Fucking god, the cabbage. My guy. cabbages. <laughs> I was like, throughout the whole episode, I'm like, man, if this becomes a meme for the whole series. I swear to God, of course it did. <laughs> oh, it, even in Cora too. Yeah. Oh, real fuck. Poor fucking. He, there, he owns owning a company called the Cabbage Corp. Oh wow! And he gets fucked over. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, poor guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Uh. It was good. I liked it. All of the different elements and the societies around them, like the cultures around them, were very, very interesting. I think the Earth Kingdom was probably the most interesting out of all of them, for sure. Uh, because there was a lot of like layers there. We spent a lot of time with them, so you get to learn a lot about them. Sure, and that and that's fair too. Um, the Northern uh, Water Tribe was so different from the southern water tribe yeah i was just like wow somebody fucking send some like help to the southern water tribe because <laughs> they're on like fucking flat line now they need help <laughs> I, I they're you're absolutely right they're very much a like they're going to die off like they're just a pathetic civilization they are literally like a small village yeah. the other one's a fucking city yeah it's like find a few people who don't mind fucking slumming it send them south like that, like benders, send them south because they fucking need it. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess probably the only real fun question I got to ask coming out of this, and then we can just close it out of that because ultimately Avatar was just good. I think everyone probably already knows that. Um, is what element would you pick if you could bend one element? I, okay, what element do I think I would be or what element would I choose? You choose. I'm going to let you choose. If you want to say what you think you'd be, fine. But I think that that's a who cares. Uh, I think I'm Earth, first of all. I'll start off with that. Sure. Um, but I think if I had a choice, water. Interesting. For the blood stuff? That plus it it's the most useful, I think, in the large scale of it. Interesting. It has the most control and it has the most importance. Because water is one of the most important things to human beings. Sure. So being able to control it when I need to is super important. I can't yeah. create water. I get that. But if I can, if I'm out in the desert and I really need water, at least I can pull enough out of, you know, the sand and stuff like that. You can also earth. tunnel with uh, earth. If you think about it that way though, mud, mud and stuff. Just go down low enough till you get to a water table. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just being fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah. But it's not always guaranteed. It's not right. as easy. Um, whereas I think water is a, is a more statistically likely to be useful to me, especially mm -hmm. on the earth that we live on. Yeah. Fire, Fire Nation. I'm Fire Nation, and I'm proud of it. And uh, now it would fucking burn everything. So, look, you're going to get me my water. You're going to get me my water. Okay, and if you don't, burn. That's all there is to it. I got blood bending. We're good. <laughs> you're looking at me. What do you think that I would pick? I you spent all this you time. Would, you I, spent all this time waiting for me. Yeah. So now I got to ask, what do you think I would I pick? I think you would pick air. Why? First of all, I find that ever since you've come back from Vancouver, which was a X amount of years ago. A while now, yeah. Yeah, you've had a very um, let things flow off you type of personality. That's usually a water thing. You know, no, a flow through things. Like you, people like throw stuff at you. No, no. <laughs> like kind of like the, you know, the little, the, the. I don't think you've seen it because I don't think they show it until Korra. There's a little thing that the airbenders learn, which is they have like a bunch of spinning fan things like a, on, on a rotating um, like the, on a platform and they have a bunch of fans and you, the idea is you're supposed to fall. They put a leaf in there and because of the, the fans circle. Right. The fans keeps the leaf through. going. You gotta try and get the leaf. Yeah. You, you flow with the wind. You flow with what's Is this the vertical you. spinning shit on like the stone platform? 
I don't know if it's vertical. I don't remember if they showed The guy it. who looks like Aang, not sure if Aang or not, was teaching her something there. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yes. Yes, that's exactly what you're Okay, thinking. I literally saw that scene. I don't know why it's stuck in my memory. Yeah, it's that one scene, and it just kind of reminds me of that. And I also get the feeling like, I don't know, you've come up with some logic that like, even though air is generally considered the least powerful uh, on a mechanical level, you've probably found some stupid way of making it the most powerful. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I just don't know what it is yet. You can suck the air out of somebody's lungs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, that comes from Korra. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, no, uh, the uh, I did pick air, actually, but for different reasons. Uh, I think that the majority of the different bending techniques can actually be simulated by using air. Okay. Explain. Yeah. Okay, so um, for a lot of the earth techniques, and you kind of do see Aang do it to a degree, you can use uh, pneumatics. Uh so to, to air, fling like, things to and stuff. vibrate the ground type of thing. And to then to them. shoot it out. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So you can do that. Um, I don't think that would be as easy as earthbending, obviously, but I think that, that it's possible. Yeah. If you're talented enough. If you're talented enough. Um, uh, fire requires air. Logically. So there's so many ways to just either propagate fire yourself or just smother it. So that's an interesting question is because fire is the only element able to create its own element. Yes. Does so that tell you, you that could, it's the same fire as real life fire? Does it need oxygen or is it because it's a manifestation of their feelings that it, it, it's magical in nature? It doesn't so need air. I don't actually agree that fire is made out of nothing in it. I think fire comes from heat. And I think just like the air that is always around them is always present. I think in they describe it as and it comes from their, their self inside. I don't think it does. I think that they think it does. Okay. Because just like how they thought a lot of, they, they knew a lot of information, then all of a sudden you get introduced to the Sun Tribe. And it's like, well, is it dragons? And they kind of go, yeah, it's kind of dragons. But like, there's definitely parts where you're like, you, so you could totally pull power from the Sun though. Yeah, okay. So like there, and I think that that's kind of um, indicative of the entire series, right? There's there's the general assumption of what the bendings are, like even with earth bending, all of a sudden now metal. Yeah, yep. Right with water, blood. So like there, and then there's with fire, lightning, mm-hmm. and then so like the, everything has something else, like some subsect of itself that shows that nobody really knows the extent of what the bending. Well, I think lightning is supposed are. to be a combination. It, it uses multiple elements to do it you need fundamental fire but it takes stylistically from air as well uh, i think that's what uh, uncle iroh was saying at some sure. point. well you, you mentioned how then the defense for it is water yes it's a water technique yeah um which i think was interesting but iroh in doing that shows that there is a lot more to each bending technique yeah. than people are aware of because he was able to make something using the techniques of a different school that actually applied, which have no reason to apply. Yeah. So there is clearly something else there that's happening. And I think that's what interested me a lot more. Yeah. I think I really, one of the, my favorite parts about it is I, I don't remember who discussed. Oh, it, and you can fly with air. That was the, that was the big that's one. That's a fun one. Yeah. yeah. So like transports, whatever. Yeah. You could like live out anywhere. It's like, oh, I need food. It's like, oh, I'll just go up to that tree. I'll just, just go fly up do it. it. Yeah. I'll just like, go wherever there is food. Yeah. And as long as you have air. Yep, it's true. I think one thing I really like about the series is they have a very, very strong sense of magic. It is controlled. It is very, it's not nebulous. It's not chaos. It has rules. Like it has yeah. very strong rules. I think they call that strong magic. Uh, but I also, strong I magic. think a lot of the rules are self-imposed. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely are. They're, they're self-imposed by your own understanding of what yes. you think the rules are. Yeah. But there is... Because some... Toph kind of shows that that's not 
that the rules can be broken. Yo, oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I think they do a great job of that. And they, they make you realize there's more to it than you see. But at the same time, there clearly are rules behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. We just don't know all the rules. Yeah. Yeah. And it allows them to be flexible with what they can sure. add to the show, but it's not be, well, you don't know what power is going to come next because they right. all have some tie in some relation. It almost makes me wonder if it's not actually four elements at all. It's actually more. <laughs> more or it's all one. Part of me thinks it's all one. Well, just... yeah, because the Avatar. Yeah. You could argue that. I would say that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But I mean, um, I think that ultimately because only the Avatar can centralize them. I will explain something that a lot of people didn't like um, is they do actually explain where the different elemental bending comes from. Okay. I'll watch Korra. it. Don't tell me. So. Oh, no, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. No, I, I think that, I, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's good. It's one yeah. of my favorites of all time. Yeah, it was good. That's cool, man. It's cool that you got on board with it. So yeah. it's exciting. I had a lead in with other stuff that was just like shitty news. Just to throw <laughs> them off the Before trail. melting the face off. Yeah. <laughs> Before the melting of the face. So yeah. you can see that I get like super excited. It's like, yeah, you like that series. Awesome. Yeah. I'm glad to see. I already knew that was coming. So yeah. Hell yeah, man. So uh, anyway, yeah, uh, it was good to get a pow off my chest. Yes. So it was wing, wing so heavily, heavily upon my shoulders and my chest. It was nice to get that off. And uh and get some uh, satisfaction. Some POW satisfaction. Can't get so, no satisfaction. Can't do it unless you talk about POW. So anyway, that is it for this episode of Ronan Geek and Fish Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. And hopefully you take some of our suggestions and uh, go try some things out. Watch some things. Play some things. And uh, enjoy your week. Try we'll some cephalopod. Join our Discord. Try some cephalopod. Join our Discord. Do all the things. If you don't have cephalopod yet, download that. Listen to your podcast there. Support podcasts. Uh, from Pod Nation that you listen to on there. And also, uh, yeah, join the Discord. Join the Ronan Geek Fish Podcast Discord. The link is below. Have a say in our episodes. Listen to the extras of how our episodes come to be, the bullshit conversations we start there <laughs> that bleed into the podcast or bleed out of the podcast. Is that a thing? Yeah, absolutely. Is that okay? <laughs> we need to make it a thing. How do you think our XCOM versus... Uh, or the Hunt Showdown meme. Where do you think that came from? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like 100% yeah, from deep, Discord. Deep into uh, the Discord. That's important. So uh, the link is below. If you scroll down in the show notes, you'll see it there. No matter what podcast player you're listening in. And uh, make sure to join up today. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs>